Hello to my studio music teacher friends. You are listening to the Beyond Measure podcast with me, Christina Whitlock. If you are new around here, you need to know two things. One, I hang out here in your favorite podcasting app to serve as your anytime piano teacher friend. (laughs) Because, yeah, who doesn't need another piano teacher friend? (laughs) Especially one who is available on your unique schedule, right? (laughs) I rest my case. Two, I am all about helping studio music teachers focus on the humanity behind what we do. We talk a lot about human behavior in this space, things like what motivates us and what challenges us. You get the idea. And this summer, we are mixing things up a little bit by taking a little virtual book tour through some of my very favorite books sitting on my shelf at my actual house. (laughs) I will say that none of this summer's books are being sponsored in any way. So each week, you're going to hear me talk about one of my legit favorite books that has had a significant impact on my piano teacher life. Some of them are books for musicians, and others are not. But in each episode this summer, I'm going to offer three key takeaways that should make sense whether you have read the book or not. Thanks for tuning in to episode 129 of the Beyond Measure podcast. This is the first stop on our summer bookshelf tour. Oh, this is going to be good, friends. Our first stop on the summer bookshelf tour is none other than the often referenced instant classic New York Times best-selling Atomic Habits by James Clear. All right, so I was a fairly early reader of Atomic Habits. It wasn't getting much buzz yet in music teacher world. Obviously, that has changed. I would be surprised if you haven't heard about this book in one way or another, or if you've already read it yourself. It's had a lot of press, and for good reason. But I will confess, I don't often like talking about the, like, popular thing. I tend to reject anything that feels as though it's been marketed to me too heavily. And plus, lots of people have already said lots of things about this particular book, so I almost didn't feature it here on this series. But... The fact is, Atomic Habits is the real deal. And I say that not even because James Clear dropped any brand new bombshells into my life, but instead because he affirmed so many things that I thought and that I had been saying myself forever. And that actually brings me to my first point about this book. Isn't it so refreshing to hear things that you have thought yourself or said a million times come out of someone else's mouth? (laughs) Or, in this case, read them written on a page in front of your eyes? A lot of you tell me that that's what this podcast does for you, and I love that. 
Like, that's a very high compliment. Sometimes we teacher folk can get wrapped up in wanting to learn new things, like, all the time. That's definitely a trap that I fall into. And then I want to learn more new things. And on and on the cycle goes until we get frustrated by hearing the same old things all the time. Or we find ourselves completely overwhelmed by too much information. And then we can't do anything with what we've learned. For me, despite the fact that I think I want to just keep learning things... Sometimes reading a book or sitting in a conference presentation that simply affirms everything that I've figured out on my own, well, that's pretty powerful stuff. To hear your own insights come from someone else's voice is just really great to me. And again, that's how I felt about Atomic Habits. Not that I think I could have written Atomic Habits. (laughs) I'm not like, step aside, James Clear, the piano teacher's got this one. (laughs) One of the most compelling aspects of Atomic Habits is the opening portion, where James Clear tells his own story. James suffered this horrific accident that left him having to rebuild his life from the ground up. And that is what makes him the perfect person to speak to the subject of building habits. Atomic Habits is, in my own words, the definitive how-to guide for making change in your life. Because James Clear had to rebuild his life in such a strategic, intentional way, He learned all kinds of things that we musicians have already known for quite some time. My second point about Atomic Habits includes one of my favorite moments of the book, when James Clear introduces the idea of habit stacking. I loved this because, again, it's what I've been suggesting to studio families for, I don't know, at least a decade. I always thought that it was good advice, and now that I have James Clear's backing, I just feel very reassured that, oh yeah, maybe I do actually know what I'm talking about. (laughs) So, habit stacking. This is basically where you create a chain of habits. I've long advised studio parents that they should establish at-home practice times that connect with something they already do every day. So, rather than saying, oh, we practice at 5 o'clock, it's so much better to say, we practice piano after dinner, or after our bath, or before school, or whatever they choose that is something they do every day. Because, of course, things are going to come up, and if they happen to be out of the house at 5 o'clock because of a baseball game or something, They might just think, whoops, we missed piano practice tonight. Whereas, if your frame of reference is to practice after dinner, even if you catch dinner in the drive-thru on the way home from the baseball game, there's still room there in your plan to go home and practice because you practiced after you eat dinner. (laughs) Now, I know baseball games are a million hours long and no one wants to go home and practice afterwards. (laughs) Just go with me on this one, okay? (laughs) 
The point is you basically create these behavioral loops where, again, after you take the bath, you go to the piano. Or once that homework is done, you grab that violin. You pick something that you do every day, and then you attach your practice time to that. And of course, this goes for any habit that we want to build. So for you, maybe that's going for a walk after your last student each evening, or making sure you drink a nice big glass of water while you're prepping dinner each night. Maybe it's reading for 15 minutes after your morning coffee or whatever. Planning to do something each day is just a lot more successful if it's done in sequence after something that you already do. It's like a built-in queuing system. Okay, so that is habit stacking. The third takeaway that I want to focus on today is how James Clear tackles what happens when we don't meet our goals. Because, of course, we're humans and life happens and sometimes those habit stacks are going to fail us. But he gives us great advice in this book. He says, don't miss twice. He points out that if we miss our goal one day, that's not actually the problem. It's to be expected, really. But once we miss twice, well, then it ceases to be the anomaly, doesn't it? <laughs> Allowing yourself to miss twice is really where your consistency issues begin. Yet, how many times do we give up when we miss something one time? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Let's say we set a goal to spend, I don't know, three minutes a day in total silence, like taking deep, healthy breaths and trying to clear our minds a little bit. Like, that's a really great goal. And we would like to think that three minutes is attainable, right? But yeah, maybe you miss a day. Oops, easily done. <laughs> what you don't want to do is miss twice because that's where the downward spiral begins. All right, so it goes without saying probably that I'm going to have a lot more than three things to say about each of these books this summer. <laughs> I just wanted to limit myself to three points for the sake of your sanity and mine. <laughs> but here we are in the first week of the series, and I'm already going to break my rule. <laughs> because I have to talk about one more thing from Atomic Habits. So we'll just count this as the bonus takeaway from James Clear today. Are you ready for this? <laughs> you get what you repeat. You get what you repeat. I like this so much. <laughs> I actually used it for my studio mantra a couple of years back. I talk about my practice of creating a studio mantra each year back in episode 43, and I will throw a link in the episode notes for today's show about that. But basically, each year I create a theme, usually some kind of mindset, that then appears in various places throughout my studio all year long. And in the year 2021, the mantra was, you get what you repeat. Meaning that if you play a passage incorrectly seven times, but then play it correctly once and move on, well, you are still going to be likely to continue playing it incorrectly tomorrow, right? I mean, we all know how this works. 
Now, for the record, the science is a little bit more complex as simply playing something correctly more times does not actually guarantee that you've learned it. I wish it was that simple, but it's not. But surely we would all be better musicians if we were able to let ourselves play things correctly more times, right? (laughs) I tell my students this constantly. Like, we should enjoy being able to play our phrases correctly and emotively rather than feeling like it's one more thing to conquer on a musical chore list. You get what you repeat. So if you play your music repeatedly with good attention to phrasing and technique and expression, then, hey, wow, that's the kind of player you are. If you only do those things part of the time, well, you're a player who does those things part of the time. Similarly, James Clear talks about building habits this way. You might say that you are not a runner, but if you commit to running just a few steps each day, and you continue running a few steps each day, Eventually, my friend, you are a runner because it's something that you do every day. And as James Clear says, we are that which we repeatedly do. I think this is so key to our music students' mindset, right? Like one of my core goals is for my students to see musician as part of their identity And we all know how this goes, but some of our students are so self-conscious about their playing and they are so hard on themselves that they'll say things like, well, I'm not a musician yet. But when we remind our students, in the words of James Clear, that we are that which we repeatedly do, if we spend a little time each day at our instrument, then we are indeed musicians. We are someone who makes music on a consistent basis. And how great is that? As will be true with all of the books in this series this summer, I could go on and on. But instead, I will wrap it up right here. If you haven't already read Atomic Habits by James Clear, it's one of those books that I happen to think should be required reading for all adults. It's that good. Let's toast our way out of here, shall we? Studio music teacher friends from all around the world. Today, we are celebrating all of those little tidbits of information that we have picked up over the years as teachers. All of those thoughts that we've kept inside of our heads. <laughs> and we give thanks for those who capture them succinctly and put them out into the world. We are in the habit building business here as music teachers, and books like Atomic Habits only help our cause as it brings more affirming voices into our lives and the lives of our studio families who might also cross paths with this book. I lift my glass and I say cheers to you, my consistently musical music teacher friends. (laughs) Here, here.
think summer bookshelf tour is on friends <laughs> come back next week to hear a few thoughts about my very favorite book on music teaching oh yeah we're doing it intelligent music teaching by the fabulous robert duke it's coming your way next week my friends in the meantime, don't forget that registration is underway for my six-week Studio Foundations course. If you can invest one hour a week for six weeks this summer in your teacher self, I promise that you're going to head into next semester feeling refreshed and renewed in your mission. The course is designed for teachers of every experience level, and if you're questioning whether or not it's going to be helpful for you, well, just send me a message and I will give you my honest advice. No shady sales tactics here, friends. I just want to help you be your best teacher self. Details can be found at christinawhitlock.com foundations, or just check the link in the show notes for today's episode. So thanks so much, my friends. I will see you back here next week. Onward and upward toward refining those habits. Studio music teacher friends from all around the world. I want to empower you today to know that change is possible within you. There are so many aspects of ourselves that we sometimes get hardened to, and we just assume that they're part of us forever, right? When in actuality, we are malleable beings. <laughs> this doesn't happen without intentional, focused work, of course, but there are so many possibilities out there just waiting for you to pay attention to them. So I want you to think about that really hard this week, okay? <laughs> this is me raising my glass to you, my ever-contemplative music teacher friends. Hear, here. here.